So we are up to point C of unit five of the gospel is the power. And point C is God's sovereignty over the powers. So we've just learned a lot through this um, unit so far about what these powers are and when they were appointed and how they were appointed over the different nations and territories and how mankind, whether knowingly or unknowingly, is submitting themselves under powers lower than having direct access to God, which was God's original intent. But it's important for us also to understand that God remains completely and totally sovereign and over all of these powers in their designated places of authority. I don't want to deny they do have real authority in the dominions and territories that have been assigned to them, and they will use that authority to deceive people as much as they possibly can. But God, he knows all about that, and he is still the ruler over all. All. And so we're going to jump into a small tutorial about the heavens. Um, those of you who have dug into your Hebrew, you know that in Hebrew, the word for heaven is shamayim, and that is a plural word. The word for heavens is always heavens. It's not just heaven, like there's one heaven. It is heavens. It is a plural word, even from the beginning. Depending on what your translation you work with, um, it might even express it very clearly. So Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's heavens, plural, with an S on it. Um, and so the the first heaven that we're going to talk about, that is the heaven that everyone can see with their natural eye. It is the natural atmosphere. It is the place where birds dwell. It is the expanse or the firmament or the hemisphere of the earth, the dome that encases the earth. So we'll look at that in Genesis 1, verse 7 and 8. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse and the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God God called the expanse heaven. So even though that word in this translation is a singular word, heaven, um, if you dig into the Hebrew, it is the same word, shamayim, which is a plural word. But he called the expanse heaven. And your translation might also say he called the expanse the sky. So what God is doing is he's separating the waters of the earth, those waters of chaos. So the waters of chaos remain. The lower waters are the waters that are below. And then there are upper waters that are the waters of chaos, but they are above the firmament. They are above the dome that encases the earth. So he calls what is under the firmament, he calls that the sky, or he calls that the heaven. That is the first heaven. And there are some other scriptures in your study guide uh, from Genesis 6 that talk about, you know, the birds of the heavens, or look at the birds of the air. Um, And uh, even that is from Jesus quoting from Matthew 6, uh, look at the birds of the air. So where the birds fly, this is the first heaven. You can see it with your natural eye. The second heaven is the celestial heaven. That is where the sun, the moon, and the stars dwell. And this is also a realm of spiritual activity, but it is still lower than God's dwelling. God does not dwell in the second heaven. So we look here, we've looked at this scripture before, but we're in Deuteronomy 4.19. We're looking at the same scripture, from, but from a different vantage point. Deuteronomy 4.19 says, Beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven. 
heaven where you see the sun, the moon, and the stars and all the host of heaven. And so host, if you're familiar with that word, the word for host is actually a military term. It's about the masses or about the armies. And so you're looking at the armies of heaven, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the armies of heaven. And so the Gentiles, the pagans, as we have discussed, are drawn away to worship and bow down to the sun, the moon, and the stars, the things that God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. So all the people who are under the first heaven, right, they look up to the second heaven and they worship, but they are restricted from access to the third heaven. God is in the third heaven. We're still talking about the second heaven. So all peoples are under the power of the second heaven. So let's look at this. When God created the world, he separated the waters from the waters. So the the second heaven is still in those chaos waters. So the waters of the sea, they are gathered together. Those are the chaos waters. And the waters of the deep, well, that's even more dangerous, right? But the waters that are above the firmament, they are the chaos waters. And that is the second heaven. So the first heaven where the birds are and where we dwell is under the protective dome called the hemisphere that is shielding the earth from the chaos waters that God separated when he separated the waters from the waters. All right, you with me? So the second heaven consists of those waters of chaos that are above the protective firmament of the earth. Now, a really cool example of this, we see this in the days of Noah. So Noah, remember, it had never rained yet in the days of Noah, but what happened is that the wastewaters of the deep and the wastewaters of the heavens, the second heaven, that were shielded by the protective dome, all of a sudden, they broke forth. So the wastewaters of the deep and the wastewaters in the second heaven broke forth to flood the earth. So the earth wasn't just flooded by rain in the way that we think of it, but the waters of the deep and the waters of the heavens, the the very waters that God had separated and then separated some more to to create dry ground where man could live and where um, life could flourish, where plants could grow and things could have life, not be in the chaos and, and wastewaters, but have life. These waters broke forth again in the time of the flood. So that gives you just a mental picture of how the waters of the deep and the waters of the second heavens are still those chaos waters that God dealt with when he formed uh, order out of chaos. Um, But still, God dwells from a place higher than these heavens. And when he executes judgments, these heavens are the heavens that are shaken. Where God dwells is never shaken, but the second heavens are sometimes shaken. And there are some examples in your study guide of when this happens. So Matthew 24, this is Jesus speaking about the days of tribulation. He says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be dark. The moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and all the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So things are going to get interesting. 
the sun and the moon and the stars that have been delegated with authority from God, but have been uh, in rebellion against God and receiving worship from all the peoples of the earth, all of a sudden, they're going to be humiliated. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. God will demonstrate that he is more powerful and rules from a place that is higher even than the second heaven. So we have another scripture, Haggai 2.21, speak to Zerubbabel. Governor of Judah saying, I am about to shake the heavens and the earth. So things in the heavens, there's a battle going on. There's There are wars going on in the heavenly realms. We're going to get more into that. Um, another scripture from Joel, the earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened. The stars withdraw their shining. So the sun and the moon and the stars, they're there putting themselves on display, receiving worship that should be going to God, and the heavens will tremble in the day of the Lord. So we're finally into the third heaven. The third heaven is where God is seated on the throne. The third heaven is never shaken. It is immovable. It is fixed. God's word is fixed in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God in the third heaven. We're going to talk about that and how he brings us in there with him. But right now we're talking about how the third heaven is different than the chaos waters of the second heaven and the host of the second heaven. So Deuteronomy 10:14 Behold the Lord your God to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens. So you see, again, there's a delineation. There's not just one heaven. There is the first heaven. There's the second heaven. There is now we're talking about the heaven of heavens. It is the heaven that is above every other heaven. Hallelujah. And so Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. You see how God God is higher than the heavens. He is higher than the chaos. He is above all of it. Psalm 148, praise him, you highest heavens. So anyone, any being, any spiritual being that is in the highest heaven with God, guess what they're doing? They are praising him because they know that God is the one who created it all and is worthy of all worship. So praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Okay, so you're starting to see the waters and the heavens. And there's another scripture there about how the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. God is higher. He is higher than the waters of chaos, even the ones that have been separated into the heavens and called the heavens. So Paul talks about, this is a very interesting experience that Paul had. Paul talks about an experience where he himself was caught up to paradise. Now, he does this in the third person. Person because Paul was an extremely humble man, and but he's in the context of proving his apostolic authority in comparison to false apostles, and he was proving his authority not by boasting about what great spiritual revelation he had, because he said the the false apostles, you know, they they pretended to have all this revelation, but they didn't know what they were talking about. And Paul, he felt finally after boasting about all of his sufferings, he he said, you know what, I, I'm going to 
boast a little bit about, you know, the the experiences that I could have. Actually, he says, I'm not going to boast about these because there are things that people should never even talk about because they're so majestic and so marvelous. So he says, I know a man in Christ, and he's talking about himself, but he's doing it in a in a humble way, who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. So Paul himself was raised up by God in a spiritual vision or a trance, and he says, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know, God knows. So Paul had this vision, and he, or experience where he was in in heaven, in the third heaven, in the throne room of God, okay? And so he says, and I know this man was caught up into paradise. Paradise, if you remember, when Jesus was on the cross about to breathe his last and the thief on the cross was next to him, Jesus said to the thief on the cross who acknowledged him, not the one who didn't, but the one who acknowledged him, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. So the place where God dwells is a place of paradise, right? It is the place of eternal life. It is the third heaven. So Paul was up in the third heaven, the place of God. He was up in paradise. And again, he doesn't know whether it was in the body or out of the body. So Paul is saying, you know, I could I could boast about this, but instead I choose to boast about my sufferings for the Lord because that is what proves that I'm a real apostle. And I know, you know, there are many ministries today that the entire foundation of their message is some spiritual experience that they had. Um, and now they're selling a lot of books and making a lot of money off of talking about this vision or experience that they had, you know, in the spirit realm. Paul, as our example, did not do that. He did the opposite of that. He was in almost, you could say, distress when he's writing to the Corinthians this letter and he's proving his apostolic authority to them. He's saying, look, I could build my ministry that way. I could boast about the spiritual experiences I have. I could boast about the revelation in the word that I have. The Apostle Paul, no one can argue with this, in the world in that day had more revelation of the scriptures than anyone else on earth. But yet, that is not what he chose to boast about. He instead chose to boast about his suffering for the Lord, even though he had had spiritual experiences where he himself was caught up into the third heaven, into paradise. And so just we're, we're going a little in a, a tangent direction, but I'm using that scripture to demonstrate to you, again, this is a small tutorial there's a lot more to it. But the difference, it's not just one heaven, because people get this image in their mind, when you die, you go to heaven. But there are different layers of heaven. And because we're in the unit talking about the powers, we have to understand that there are powers in the first heaven, there are powers in the second heaven, and then God is the power in the third heaven. So hopefully you're starting to get an understanding of the heavens and the powers that they contain. Okay, so again, we have to remember that just because there are powers and authorities in heavenly places, first, second, and third heaven— all things, all things. You know, I had a pastor for a while who he said, you know, I looked up the word all in the dictionary. Do you know what it means? All. You know, all things. There's not anything that was created that was not created by God. All things in heaven and on earth were created by God and for him. 
They were not just by him, but for him to carry out his will in the earth. So we look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. He is the image of the invisible God. This is talking about Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created. And if you're a Bible geek, you can go into Proverbs chapter 8. There's a beautiful account of how wisdom was with God while he was creating everything. Wisdom is the architect with God as he was creating everything and delighting in man. Mankind. We don't have time to go into that now, but it was through Jesus, by him, that all things were created. Jesus is also, he is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things, all all things were created through him and for him. So let's break that down in heaven and on earth. So spiritual beings, anything spiritual that was created was created by God. Earthly beings, you, me, beasts, insects, everything, everything of the earth created by God. Spiritual beings, earthly beings, everything created by God thrones and dominions. So a throne or a dominion is a position. So a throne is a position of authority and a dominion is a territory of authority. So the dominion has a throne on it. The dominion is this is the territory. These are the borders of the territory. And the throne is the position of authority over that territory. But God created the thrones and he created the dominions. We talked previously about how from the foundation of the earth, from Acts Paul made clear that from the foundation, God knew from one man he created all the nations and he knew in advance the boundaries of their lands. He knew in advance the time of their rise and fall. Why? Because God created the thrones. God created the dominions. So he apportions them and gives them to whoever he will. And we're going to talk about how he does that. So I'll keep going in this verse, rulers and authorities. So the throne is the position of authority. The dominion is the territory of the authority, but the ruler is the one who is in the position, who sits in the throne, right? And the authority, so the rulers, those who have the positions of authority over the territories or dominions that have been allotted by God. So there are thrones in the heavenlies. There are thrones in the earth. There are territories in the the heavenlies. There are territories in the earth. There are rulers in the heavenlies. There are rulers in the earth. There are authorities in the heavenlies. There are authorities in the earth. I think you're starting to get it. But all of these things were created by God and for his purposes. So in the next class, we're going to learn more about how these things work.